1: Our next guest, tell you what, when he hit the NRL stage, he made an immediate impact. I'm talking about this bloke here. On in jumper
0: 17, now Burea, Hodgkinson supports, chips outside, looking for
1: Nathan Ross. Oh, this time it's good. What an acrobat, what an athlete, what a finish. The athletic acrobat is on the line. Nathan Ross, welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch.
0: Uh, good afternoon, man. How are you?
1: Where have you been, mate? What have you been doing?
0: Um, Since footy. I've, I've, I've been here, there, and everywhere, I, I guess. Um, when my career first ended with the way that it did, injury, um, I was actually a little bit lost, to to be honest. Um, got all the surgeries and whatnot and kind of went through a bit of a stage where I felt a bit sorry for myself, um, a little bit upset with the way that it all finished and then, Uh, a friend of mine at the time worked for works for a company called Alambi up here which is um, out of home care and foster care and um, he goes mate why don't you come and do some mentoring and so i went and did a little bit of work with with this company and it kind of helped me reset my i guess emotional compass on more than being upset that footy ended the way that it ended about being grateful for the for everything that i had because the kids i was working with had Through no choice of their own, ended up in a in a pretty pretty poor circumstance. So that's what I did originally, and and um, yeah, set me on my pathway for what I'm doing now.
1: Tell you what, Nathan, I I totally understand that because you know people don't realise some of these footballers you're all in from a young age, and to the point where you go to your cousin's house, and the very first thing the uncles or aunties say, "How's the footy going?" and your whole life is attached to this pigskin ball, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, it comes a point where that's it. You know, and I remember pulling over on the side of the road bawling because yeah. this grown man bawling on the side of the road because everything that you'd thought about your whole life was around that game of football. Mm. And it is hard, Rossi, isn't it, mate? Um so so well done to 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 you. Yeah and, and you know, the NRL, as you would have seen firsthand too, they do so much for the players, don't they? But you still have to overcome that.
0: Oh, m- most definitely. I think um it's difficult, uh, Joel, because when when I finished, obviously, um, around Newcastle and stuff like that, I, I had a good name and for people that were were fans of the game. But um, from from my experience, um, you know, I got to go to the NRL um, Grand Final and they did some wonderful stuff there. But in terms of transitioning into um, careers, career afterwards, you have a little bit of career days here and there. But I was fortunate enough to have worked in the mining industry prior to. Uh, playing in the NRL so I had a, had a taste of real life and I, I knew that I had a certain set of skills that I'd be able to use after rugby league. Um, I think that more education probably needs to be given at a younger age just based on the fact of um, it is difficult out there and especially if people are used to getting a, a high wage for a long time and then that stops because some things come with footy when you know, you, you're know earning a pretty good wage then you you spend a, a bit of money too, so a bit more education around that, and
1: obviously um, the importance of making sure that we keep our brains just as active as our bodies. The Ross dog, they call him Socky mm, light White Lightning. Yeah, who mm. gave you who gave her that nickname, the Ross dog? <laughs> okay,
0: so I, I, as a kid, I've, so I've got ADHD, so I've always been um, very very energetic, and so as a kid, I was playing for the the Koori Wombats, and I had a coach called Peter Chaplin and I used to kick the ball and i just i just used to chase chase the ball and, and I used to be like he just chases it like a dog Perfect. and so that's that's how that's how that nickname kind of came about And it kind of, kind of stuck up it kind of stuck kind off that it's pretty funny because I, my young fellow is i i call him pup but like, <laughs> yes. we'll, be walk, we'll, we'll be walking we'll be walking through the shopping center and if, if like if he didn't know us, he goes, Oi dog and like I turn around, obviously he calls me Ross Dog too. I only, can I only imagine what other parents think with a kid calling their father a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I get a chuckle sometimes with some of the side eyes <laughs> we get, but it's all good. Now the Ross Dog, you were you were medically retired at thirty. It must have been traumatic for your body. The injuries you, you, you went through and sustained while you were playing and as Sugar just touched mm. on, the elite level of sport is taxing enough as it is. You mentioned your transition, you went back to uni and now you're working in the mines. Was that something that um, helped you, I guess, get through that space that must've been difficult at the end? Was it study and education? Yeah, so I've, I've kind of lived my life from a way of like, I've got a little philosophy that I go by, it's called failing successfully. And I guess my footy career took that path too. I just kept turning up and every time I did, uh, didn't did do something right, I worked on that and turned it into a positive. So. After after footy, uh, like I wasn't I wasn't overly academic at school, and um, after footy, what happened? So I, I did my cert so certificate four and di- and diploma um, in workplace health and safety while I was while I was um, playing, um, and, and so once football finished, I applied for a job as a night shift supervisor um, for a company called CH4 drilling, the company that I still work for now. And the the way that life works, the week that I applied, I had interviewed. Um, when I when I got offered the job, uh, the safety manager for that position actually just just quit, and they offered me the job of the safety manager. And I said, look, I I don't think I'm I'm up to that level as of yet, based on me being out of the mining game for a while. I'm happy to just go underground and kind of um, earn more stripes and work my way up. And I said to the owner of the company and the HR manager at the time, I said, look, I don't want to put us both in a position where in six months' time you're not comfortable with the what I'm delivering and I'm out of a job and you're looking for someone else. And that brutal honesty, wow. um, they just said, they said look, what, why don't we dumb it down a little bit and start as a safety coordinator? And I've kind of just progressed from there. And one of the, one of the big things that rugby league players, and if there's any employers out there that uh, potentially have an opportunity for a retired rugby league player, one thing um, that we do have, it's it, we've got a lot of resilience and we turn up day in, day out. There's no such thing as a sick day with, with rugby league and um, were reliable workers. And w- what I've found, especially on my journey now, like cause I'm the New South Wales state manager of, a, of, of this company, looking after eight mine sites and over 207 workers and all, all throughout New South Wales, is that turning up every day and being reliable says something a lot about a person. And, and as a business owner, it's it's um,
1: beneficial to have people like that. Gee, i tell you what, it's been an inspirational half an hour, Ned Brockman and, and Nathan Ross. Yeah. And, and failing successfully, which I love, and, and this is the hard thing, Rossi, which you would have seen, and Socky is when you play sport, you, you are so used to brutal and honest feedback. And that's what you can hear in the negotiation for Rossi's role, where he's just being honest about his situation. You're so used to those Mm. brutally honest conversations, but then you go into the corporate world or or outside of professional sport. And it's not like that. You go into media, no one's really giving you that brutal, hard feedback. A lot of gray space, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of gray space. um, It's really good to hear that you went about that thinking big picture, Rossi. I want to talk about your almost instant cult following. So, you know, very early in your career, you had just this wrath of people trying to get around the rostock. How did that all happen, you reckon?
0: I I, I think I'm just a knockabout bloke and someone that, you know, at a time where the media was taken, um, everyone was pretty much, yeah, game of two halves, bounce of the ball type of thing. Mm. I was just pretty authentic to who I was and, um, well, I guess you know some people, especially Newcastle, were having a hard time. And looking back on it, well, we, we were going through a hard period of time. But what you saw was a person that genuinely loved going out onto yeah. the field and 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 getting to, I guess, express himself in a in a physical sport and the highs and lows of rugby league. Regardless, at the end of the day, I was grateful enough to um, be in a position where m- my job impacted other people and it, 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 it was a pretty good story debuted late and i guess it gave people out there confidence of you know as long as you you keep turning up the door will open one day
1: funny you know Sock, fletch and i was just having a chat with said, what's what's nathan ross doing these days and all of a sudden brooks he's organized it and it's great to hear what you, <laughs> what you've been up to mate what, what else has happened in your world
0: um not not too much apart from that just uni being being a father um uh, something very very active within my my children's sport so um, doing that and keep keeping fit. So I'm, I'm planning on running a marathon soon. So I've been doing a bit of running. I I actually fell fell a victim to putting on a fair bit of weight when I when well, originally when I had to put on weight to fight Justin Hodges. I was eating a couple of chicken stick till wraps a day to <laughs> get up to heavyweight, and then uh, that became a habit so I had to reset my diet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that for ten years. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't worked out how to fight yet. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Food, food, tastes good, and if you're sitting at a desk and oh. you're static, it builds, it builds, it builds up
1: on you. So, oh, no.
0: um, really, really on top of my fitness regime now, and how it actually complements a healthy mind, making sure that you're eating properly, and um, yeah, just uh, doing doing a lot of reading, and it's it's funny actually, since I've kind of left the the limelight of of rugby league, I've actually become a, a lot more of a, a calmer, a bit more recluse type of person now. Where at one point in time, I. I sought the camera and the attention of everyone. And Mm. I guess after some soul searching and and trying to work out who I want to be in in this next stage of my life, because it's is—it's a rebirth once rugby league finishes and and it's a brand new opportunity and it's got to be seen that way. Um, Worked out the the man I want to be more so than than, um, the person I was as a rugby league player. And and John, like you said um, just before, rugby league players or sports people in general, they tie their identity to the sport mm. that they're playing. And um, to realize that as individuals, we're a lot more than just the club we're representing and the game we're playing. So once once that does come to an end, we've, we've got an opportunity to to reinvent ourselves, I guess, into the, the adults we want to be.
1: Yeah, and, and that you've still got a lot to offer as well. Uh, you sound like a man who's at peace, Nathan Ross, which is fantastic. Give us a tip of one of the books you're reading that you could suggest to the listeners.
0: Well, so at the moment, so that I'm actually reading um, the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers book, so it's pretty
1: loose. Yeah, scar <laughs> tissue. It's it opens <laughs> scar, up. Scar oh. tissue. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's
0: what I'm reading at the moment. So oh. there's probably a few life lessons in there. <laughs> ones that I don't want to say on the radio, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I guess I guess my, my biggest tip for for anyone out there is just um, if you've got a goal, just just go for it and. Don't allow anyone to tell you what your capabilities are as a person, and the only restrictions that we should have are the
1: ones that we put on ourselves. Well, mate, you've been you've been a good chat, and plenty of text coming through. We'd love to um, keep in touch with you, particularly when, when the next season rolls around. Uh, Paulie from West Wall's End says Ross Dog was great in capital letters with kids coaching them in primary schools. Also, any ambitions to coach or anything, Ross? You or no? Know? Um, I don't think
0: I'd like to coach adults. No. Um, I like I like I really enjoy giving back to grassroots rugby league and, and kids and matching their enthusiasm. And, there's, and like I said, I've got ADHD, so school wasn't a good fit for me. Mm. And then you get there on the footy paddock and you see that some kids learn different ways to other kids, and some kids are visual learners. Sometimes you got to um, slow it down and speak to them, but also teaching kids about um, emotional resilience. And it's not always going to go your way, and it's okay to it's okay to miss the mark as long as you you work hard to get in the mark the the, the next time because um, yeah rugby league and team sport in general is is huge because you work out that the team you're representing is is
1: um, bigger than yourself and sometimes you've got to do selfless acts in order for the team success. Tell you what, um, there's a have you seen the Beckham doco yet? Rossi?
0: No, I haven't. I don't get. I don't get much time to watch TV with gotcha. um my my workload workload kids and um yeah. I spent the first first thirty something years of my life trying to destroy my body playing footy and that. So now it's if I have got any spare time, I'm uh, trying to get get the brain nice and strong.
1: Now the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a scene in in the Beckham Show and, it, and he's the biggest star, nearly in the sporting world at the time, and he's been banished yeah. by Real Madrid and he's been banished from the team, but. Despite that, most people would just throw the towel in and I'm a big name and off I go. He just committed to the task, almost ostracized training by himself. It's a great scene if you get to see it. And then all of a sudden, the whole group couldn't help but want him back. And it's pretty amazing. And that's a good one to share with the kids as well. But, mate, as I said, um, we were just talking about Fletcher and I. What's Nathan Ross up to? Nathan Brooks jumped on the phone, sorted it out. We've got you on here. It's been a fascinating chat. And uh, we'd love to hear more from you, Nathan Ross. Thanks for being on The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks, Joel and Fletch. Have a, have a good one. See you, Software. Well, hope you enjoyed the chat with the great man, the Ross dog, Nathan Ross. Great to catch up to hear what he's been up to. Now, if you want to hear more of those types of chats, we caught up with Kay Dykes earlier in the week as well. Ned Brockman, you've got to hear that. The place to hear it, of course, search on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your good podcasts. Simply search The Run Home with Joel and Fletch, and it's all there for you.